back with Vershawn Jackson, sponsored by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. on that end because I said I can't even hear the song when y'all playing the song usually I can hear the song now I can't hear the song so Bocker doodle I don't know what's going on but that's <laughs> on that side <laughs> well I asked Mark about it and uh, we don't have a resolution so we'll just play the music off the off the big board and rather, and rather than YouTube I guess all right that's cool maybe it's YouTube yeah who knows maybe YouTube said no we got to stop we got to stop the black shirt you got <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stop that dynamic duo. <laughs> but yeah, um, so let's talk about um this right here. Um, in in Huskerland news, not Huskerland news, but in related Huskerland news, Coach Primetime offered Bellevue West quarterback oh. Daniel Kaler. Uh, who this thing about oh. Dion? It is it, it, getting it's getting tight. I mean, Dion's Dion's um, he's gonna make it a rivalry. He's gonna make <laughs> he's gonna make it his business to come in your backyard because uh, while the Huskers were, were able to the 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 secure Malachi Coleman, Dion went and got a Marion Miller. Now, my question is this: Is this a problem for Nebraska? <laughs> well, Nebraska has had their issues when it when it has come to recruiting. I, it's weird. I was just thinking about this on the drive over here uh, about the previous administration. Um, because um, a, a, a fellow colleague of ours, a uh, couple, my wife told me this. My wife follows all this stuff on Twitter. I'm really not active with that stuff, but I, I think Jason Peter had made a comment about us losing a recruit or something like that, and um, and he kind of got you know kind of got hit hard on social media about it. And I was thinking about all the players that we have missed at Nebraska over the last decade, you know. Um, that have gone out and had tremendous college careers that were local kids that wanted to come here, that went out and had you know great careers at other schools, and then now they're 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 playing in the NFL. Um, we unfortunately have just done a poor job of recruiting. There's no way to get around it, and I've been saying this for decades. We have done an extremely poor job of recruiting, and especially in-state guys and local talent. And it's just evident. It's just evident. So there's no way to to sugarcoat it. And um, this is another prime example. And you're not going to get everyone. There's no question about that. But you got to get your fair share, if not a large piece of the pie of these players. And um, we have not done that. So hopefully this new administration can do that. And we'll. And time will tell. Time will tell. So we gotta we gotta get we gotta get our stuff together. That's just the bottom line. We gotta get it together. But but the biggest thing for me, Steve, and, and, and tell me which one's more important, it, 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 is it development or <laughs> is it recruiting? Because we know that there was a couple of years in there that Scott was in the top thirty in recruiting. Callahan mm, uh, well. was Callahan was in the top in recruiting, and it didn't equate to win. Well, it's a first of all. First of all, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. Like if you want to be competitive in the Big Ten, you got to be in the top. Four, 
as far as recruiting classes, if you just if you're just going to look at it statistically, right? I mean, being in the top, being in 30 is not very good. Being 24 or 25 is not very good in the country. That's not a good number. You you got to be you got to be well within that to be competitive on a national scale. So those numbers that you just said are not good numbers, and it's evident in the guys that were all conference or not all conference. And, 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 you know, and all Americans or whatever. And then in the draft, it's evident. So, like I said, there's no way to get around it. I tell people this all the time. In order to get out of recovery, if you're an alcoholic or if you have an addiction, you have to admit that you have a, you have a problem. You have a, you have a problem if you want to address it. And until we do that, we're not going to get any better. But um, like I say, we got a new administration. We'll see what they do. We'll see if they can recruit, first of all. Then if they can recruit, we're going to see if they can retain their players that they do recruit, and then if they can develop their players. And that's what Nebraska, when we were successful, that's what we have done. That's what any program does if they're successful. You recruit, you develop, you retain, and you get better. So, um, And that takes a little bit of time, but it can be done a lot quicker now with the transportal. It's like free agency. Look at the guy from, from TCU, what he's done. The previous coach won three games, and now he's playing in a national championship game. He's flipped it in one year. So – um, it can be done. It can be done with the with the guys that are in the room. Yeah, keep if, in if, mind with, a couple of their better players left if, for the transfer portal. They got rid of the probably what was the cancer holding them back in the first place. Yeah, you know, to get them there. So, but when you talk about this Taylor kid, you it, it, Coach Rule and the staff need to make it fit. If, if they are offering him, then they need to make him feel like the president. Because I would imagine that if Dion is milling around in Nebraska, like to me, that's disrespectful. Well, it ain't disrespectful. He's just doing his job. Dude. He's going. He's going to go where the players are. It's not, not disrespectful. You're going to go where the players are. You, you don't care where they are. If I'm the head coach, and another coach comes and offer a kid in my state, for me, that's disrespectful. <laughs> and I got to do everything in my power to make sure that that the kid that I want does not even consider these other institutions. Well, I'm going to flip you on that. You got to consider it. It's, it's business. It's business. And, um, but you just got to be good at what you do. And you got you to have the resume. And you got to have the vision. You got to have the personality. You got to have the commitment. You got to have everything in order to compete. So um, I see what you're saying. But, you know, Osborne went everywhere. He went to California. He went to Texas. He went everywhere and recruited. It wasn't being disrespectful. He just went out. He went out. He went after the best players. What was your class? Nobody. 80, 86? Back in. I was 85. 85. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because if you look at the rankings for Coach Osborne, which I just went back and looked up, that uh, we don't like five of the new ranking systems was not even in place when when we were playing. So all these stars to give. So Coach Osborne had the number one class in 90 in 1985. That was, that you know, was he had the number yeah. one class. Num- uh, 87, he had the number six class. 92, he had the number five class. 94, no, number six class. Um, what did, 95, number three class. What, I, what did so I just you, say? You got to understand. See, this is when this man was, was going out, getting it. You, you and, that's, and, and this is statistics. I'm just going off of my history and where you need to be to be successful in college football. And if you want to be competitive on a national scale, you got to consistently be in that top five, top six, definitely within the top ten. And you're just a recruiting class. So not only you have to have that, then you got to retain them, make them happy, keep them here, right? 
do what you say you're going to do, and then you have to develop them. You have to develop the players, and that's how you win. And that's what that's what Nebraska did. I'm, and I'm not just saying. I mean, that '94 '95 teams were some of the best teams ever played. I mean, you look at that class, dude. The offensive line, the running backs, the the, the defensive the defensive line, the linebackers, the, the corners, the safeties, dude. They were loaded, loaded, and, and you see that in the class. And then you look at that with the All Conference and playing in the NFL, dude. It speaks for itself. So. That's where Nebraska's going to have to get to if they want to be competitive. And let me tell you, it's tough now. It's tougher than it has ever been with the NIL and what Nebraska, unfortunately, we have fallen back. And you guys were talking about this the other day. You were talking about this the other day with this 1890 collective stuff. We need to get out of the box. We are living in the past. We're living in the past. So um, they got to be creative. They got to be up on social issues they got to be up on the lack of diversity and inclusion with these type of things so unless nebraska and i'm just telling you the facts the way it is if they don't get better in these areas we're we have fallen behind and we're going to continue to fall behind so and i'm a huge nebraska supporter i love this place it was good for me when i came out of school from coming out of school from coming out of school now that may not be the case because <laughs> nebraska wouldn't even be on my top 10 I want to read this because I think this will give a little more context to what we're talking about and kind of defend my position. This is is talking about Coach Osborne, 93 recruiting class, a hit, but many focused on one miss. Who was that one miss in 1993? Who was that one miss in 1993? So out of the Nebraska offer eight players. Let me read this. Go ahead. Seven of eight. That, that's a miss. That's a miss if you were recruiting him and he's a native son and he's the best. He was the best athlete in the state of Nebraska. That's a miss. You miss if he goes to Stanford. Well, you can't. You that's can't. like this kid. If Kalen misses and goes to Colorado, that's a miss if we offered him. I'm talking about if we offered him. Okay? So, seven of eight. That's how many in-state players accept the scholarship offers from Nebraska in the 1993 recruiting class. Only one signed a letter of intent with another school, but that one drew the most attention on signing day. That was Scott Frost, and that was the reason why they offered the eighth guy me. Okay. Well, that's good. Go ahead. Good for you, but it wasn't a miss. I and I say this in fact. Scott chose to go, dude. There's no reason why he would go to Stanford unless he just wanted to kick it in Nebraska's face, which is what he did, dude. I tell it was when it comes to Scott Frost. In my opinion, it's one of the biggest portrayals betrayals of a player and and if you look and unfortunately and i'm not saying this hindsight 2020 this is just what it is dude. how can you pass up nebraska who was at their peak who was at their peak and you're an in-state guy and go to stanford now supposedly he was a bright kid smart I don't know what I don't know what the level. Maybe he just wanted to get out of state. My my kids, Bill, my daughter. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. I know. I'm just saying. Okay, but dude, he wasn't going to play quarterback at Stanford. He wasn't going to play. He was. Well, I don't they care what he, he thought. Was. He, he should have known that he wasn't going to play. He, anyone look at Scott Frost football? He was not going to play. Okay, I don't want. I'm not bashing. This is just a reality, right? And because he came back, he went to Stanford yeah. and he came back. That's that was point. that. That was the first betrayal. I mean, he. I mean, I can't imagine being an in-state guy with the success that Nebraska had had, that I would shun them and go somewhere else. I just, I just, I just, I. 
to me, that's still I'm still baffled by that. But then again, Scott Frost baffled me, and I had conversations with him. It, it was I just could not believe what I was witnessing and what I was seeing, and I I experienced it firsthand. I didn't understand that because we were all in the same quarterback room with Coach Osborne, and I I just I for the life of me I don't understand it. I mean that's done and passed, but that was the first betrayal, dude. And then obviously when he was here for four or five years. It was one of the worst administrations Nebraska has ever had in their history. I witnessed it firsthand, dude, on and off the field by our own, by our own guy. It was the biggest betrayal. I mean, so those are the facts. I'm not bashing. They're just the facts. And I was – I tried to help him. I tried to help him, but couldn't. He wouldn't let us. It was just sad. I'm not going to dwell on it, but that's that's just a fact. And um, it hurts. It hurts when you're betrayed – by one on your own, or you think that's one on your own, you know. But, so, but, but betray what? Dive into that betrayal. Well, how, how did he betray? Well, us, first of all, you? I'm not even. I'm not even going to get into the wins and losses, right? I'm not. I'm not even going to get into that because that itself was it, was. it was the worst record of any coach that we've had in a very, very long time. So that speaks for itself. Just the fact that the lack of um, work. That he did not put in, he was. And I, I'm telling you this was firsthand. He did not work at it. He was consistently late to meetings. He didn't care. He didn't recruit. Uh, didn't include. I mean, it was it was a disappointment. Those those are the facts. I mean, and and the record speaks for itself. How he handled the whole Rayola deal. I mean, blows my mind. That's just one player. I'm talking many many others. So that's when I say it was a betrayal. And for someone who said he loved Nebraska, he would die for Nebraska. He would do all these things for Nebraska, but you show up late. You go golfing. And I'm a golfer. You know, Nebraska was not his first priority for whatever reason. I mean, I'm just looking at what it was, whatever reasons. And that's when I say it was a betrayal. Mm. He, but he, and I, I experienced that. The final draw, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, it was in his last year when I threw the reunion for the players because there's a lot of, there's a lot of disconnect. Players didn't feel like they were included. Scott wasn't on board. He wouldn't reach out to players, and particularly African-American players and all this kind of stuff for whatever reasons. You know, so I was trying to help bridge that gap. So I put together a reunion for all the players and the coaches. And uh, I went to Trev. I got his blessing. And Trev said, Steve, I'm in, I'm, I'm in 100%. Whatever you need, that's what we're going to do. He was in. I went to personally went to Scott Frost and Matt Davison. During practice, met with them, told them what we were doing. We were having a reunion. We wanted all the players to come back. Coaches come back. They're coming back as players, not as coaches, not as administrators. We're coming back as players. And Scott went on a 30-minute rant in the middle of the field, and all he did was complain about the lack of support from players and everything else. And I listened. And right then and there, I, 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 was, I couldn't believe what I was hearing from him. And I personally invited him myself because I wanted him to come and be part of this. And he did not show. And Matt Davidson did not show. And there was no reason for them not to show. Because uh, I scheduled a time that was designed for them to have the time to make it after the spring game, just to make an appearance. Because I know, I know they're all busy or whatnot. And um, I witnessed that firsthand. And I was extremely disappointed. I wouldn't say hurt because it, just, it was just going to hurt him in the long run if he didn't do it. 
You know, I had no skin in the game. I just wanted to do what I thought was best for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And it was extremely disappointing. And that's just one occasion, you know. So, and like I said, I'm not bashing Frost. These are just these are just the facts that maybe people know, maybe they don't know. And that's why I felt betrayed that um, he would not put forth the effort in order to, you know, to, to make this thing right. Especially in the, in the no. situation that it was his last year here, that it was, it was a must-win situation, and he didn't show up, you know. So, and I'm just, I'm just talking facts. I'm, like I said, I'm not bashing. It was just, I was hurt. I was hurt as a Husker that someone would do that to us because um, it wasn't the way we were coached by Coach Osborne and mm-hmm. our mentality. So it, it was tough. So anyway, I don't, I don't want to do all on that. But, you know, then Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I know we, it was a big deal, you know, with, with getting Dom and trying to bring uh, Riola, the younger Riola, back here. Something happened. He committed to Ohio State, right? So whatever that something that happened was, Steve, that made him go and say, I'm going to Ohio State. Why was it opened back up now? Why did that? Why did that recruit? Why did he say I'm not going to Ohio State anymore? Well, unfortunately, well, fortunately, Mickey Joseph mended a lot of fences when he got here. And like I said, I don't want to go on and on about this, but when you go and you hear from firsthand coaches that a Nebraska coach hasn't been to a high school in five or ten years, is unbelievable. I give it to Rule. Rule was here for three days, and he was already down there at, at Lincoln Southeast. <laughs> One day, I mean, three days, he was down in Lincoln Southeast, right? We had a coaching staff that was here for four or five years and never visited a school. You tell me what that is. Even if they don't have the athletes, you go because when they do have an athlete, <laughs> you would have been there, and they're going to call you. You know, that's how recruiting is done. So, to me, that's, that's, you, 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 you betrayed at your, your state. Can you imagine that? You know, just – Grab a coffee, go down there, and it takes like five minutes. You can make you can make your rounds of all the schools. I've done it many times. Make your rounds of all the high schools in Lincoln, Nebraska, in less than an hour. <laughs> no more than an hour. Definitely, definitely two hours now. Lincoln has grown, depending on the time of day and traffic. You can make a round to go introduce yourself to the head coach, give them your card, and say, hey, if you get any players you think that are worthy, give me a call. We'll come look at them. We'll take care of our own. And trust me, they will call you because they want to feed their kids to Nebraska. So that's that 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 was I was amazed by that statistic and by hearing that consistently, not just once or twice consistently. But the point is, when Mickey got back, Mickey did that. He went to all the schools in Lincoln and Omaha to reestablish those ties. And Mickey got beat up. Mickey got beat up because they laid on him like I'm not talking to you. Coaches haven't been here. Now you're here. But Mickey took it because he wanted to do what was best for Nebraska. And that's what he did. And that's why he was able to open that door up with the conversation for those guys to even consider Nebraska. The same thing with the wide receiver from, what, Lincoln East or wherever he went to school. You guys know all the players better than I do. So Mickey Mickey mended a lot of those fences. And now Rule seems to be doing the same thing. Capital, and that's a good thing. I think he capitalized off, off of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Go the break, Black Shirt. All right. Let it play out for a minute. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. We at the ticket 93.7 on the black shirt to Ralph Farley. I got the captain, three-time national champion. We got Steve Taylor in the house. We got Bach in the house, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> 